Yesterday, yesterday we were learning about the two verses that talk about the departure from Mitzrayim in two different ways. One verse says, remember the day you left Mitzrayim, it's only one day. And one verse says, remember the days, or just like the days you left Mitzrayim, Hashem says, I will show you wonders. So it sounds like that there's more than one day that we left Mitzrayim. So we learned yesterday that the, uh, every day since Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, until Mashiach comes, we're still in the process of leaving Mitzrayim. We haven't fully left Mitzrayim until Mashiach comes. That's the ultimate departure from Mitzrayim. Because the word Mitzrayim means to leave in limitations. And Mashiach is called Peretz, or Peretz. He's a child of Peretz. Uh, Yehuda's son Peretz, the word Peretz means to break limitations. Mashiach is associated with him. And so the coming Mashiach can't be complete until every limitation, every single limitation has been done away with. So until the last limitation has been done away with, until the, 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 we're, we're still in Mitzrayim. Until Mashiach comes, we'll break all limitations, we'll, we'll tear all measurements, limitations, uh, away, then we're still in exile. That's why the Torah describes the departure of Mitzrayim as having many days. Because every single day, Hashem gives us the ability to do more and more, to elevate uh, more sparks, and um, the, um, the day of your departure of Mitzrayim, in the singular, that refers to the, uh, that we're supposed to remember every single day, every single night. Torah says, remember the day. That describes it specifically as one day, as one occurrence. That's talking about how Hashem empowers us to be totally free from the negative. In other words, the first verse, which talks about the days you left Mitzrayim, is talking about the positive, about going higher and higher until you get to the coming of Mashiach. The second verse, which says, remember, remember the, the day you left Mitzrayim, that verse is focusing on um, the initial departure from Egypt, becoming a servant of Hashem, not a servant of Pari. And that is so important to remember all the time because Hashem gives us the ability to leave the negativity. What's negativity mean in this um, sense? It's referring to our ability to always do the right thing. The Maharal says that once the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, we are now, um, we, we are now free in our core. We don't happen to be free. We sort of have to be free. I don't say the one, I don't think the word sort of is, is was right in adjective to the idea. We are essentially free people because Hashem has chosen us as His nation. His document of acquisition of us precedes all other documents. And therefore, we are totally free from any kind of slavery. And so the fact that we happen to go into exile afterwards that doesn't take away our essential freedom. We are, we are um, totally free. What, what that means in the practical, spiritual sense is that we're able to always get it right, always do what Hashem wants us to do. There's nothing that could stop us from doing what Hashem wants us to do. We are free to, uh, to do terminuses. So the Torah says, remember every day, remember every night, Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, you left the negative, you left the negative state of being a servant of Hari, why should you remember that? Because you also can leave negativity. You can leave anything stopping you from doing termites. Yeah? The set, you go ahead. Well, it seems like a tzaddik wouldn't have to say this. Oh. Well, it, it, a tzaddik also received his power to be a tzaddik 
in in Mitzrayim. All, all, and, and you're also a tzaddik. You're, you are a, a tzaddik who has the same ability as a tzaddik, externally at least, to do the right thing. So Hashem gave each of us the ability to be a tzaddik, to be free to do what Hashem wants to do. I, I'm, and therefore, we have to always have to remember that there's nothing that 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 can really that, there's nothing that really can prevent us from 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 doing the will of Hashem from termitzis. That's the remember, remember the day, remember the days. And the previous Rebbe emphasizes that the verse that talks about the days talks about Mashiach. Remember, or doesn't say remember that just like the days left in Shrayim, Hashem will show you wonders of Mashiach will come. That's not talking about um, our personal achievement every day or where we're supposed to be every day. That's talking about more about the end game. How do you get to Mashiach? Oh, I get to Mashiach every day. You got to do more. You got to do more. You got to do more until Mashiach comes. So go leave, leave further and further out of Mitzrayim. So what happened? So, so okay. So that's the meaning of the two verses. So then we discussed the um, the actual arrival, the, the date of Mashiach's coming. Mashiach doesn't come. Bef- when the, the Jews are initially um, out of Egypt, it doesn't come in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. It doesn't come during the time of the various tzaddikim of the Tanaim and Amaraim. Mashiach chooses, or Hashem chooses, that Mashiach should come specifically after we've concluded the last day of Gaul. Mashiach is coming today. He's coming today after the very at the very end of the exile. That means it's something that's done at the end of the exile specifically that is key make the game changer to bring Mashiach. And the question is, why is it that, that um, what's done at the end of exile specifically um, is, is, is what matters to make Mashiach come? Why is, why is Mashiach's coming um, uh, hinge on the last moments of the exile more than, than the beginning? You have to do the last part now Mashiach to come. So to understand this, we started to explain the deeper meaning of, of Mitzrayim. We said that Mitzrayim doesn't just mean a country, but again, Mitzrayim means limitation, but there, by, because, Mitzrayim means, because Mitzrayim is also a country, we can learn from the country of Mitzrayim the definition of the spiritual Mitzrayim. What kind of country was Mitzrayim? It was a country full of darkness, a country full of consumed ogalinus. Country where where you didn't feel that the Jewish people were the greatest nation and that Hashem has chosen them from all nations, it was, a, it was a place of darkness. It was a time of darkness. So, in the creation, the world is called uh, the word "world." We learned has three meanings. Doctor Ressman, you're being tested. Oh what are three meanings of the word "world"? Uh, so you were back yesterday. <laughs> uh, it means to uh, it means to come together. Time and space. Time and space. And Concealment, concealment, and, and strength. Okay, come together on strength. Okay. So the the reason why I mean strength is because it's a powerful consumer, it's a very strong consumer of balance. And the the time and space that Hashem creates is a time and space which hides Him. And how much does it hide Him? It hides Him in a way that's a very powerful, powerful. You got it, by the way, you get an A. Okay, it's a powerful concealment, and I've been patronizing. I just love how you take notes already. It's so cool. Anyways, the powerful concealment of godliness that that um, that is um, in, in, in is 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 analogous to the land of Mitzrayim. Okay, so 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 Mitzrayim is is the ultimate Mitzrayim. I mean, Egypt is the ultimate ultimate limitation, the ultimate concealment of godliness. But if we were to trace Mitzrayim to its source, we learned that. 
even the initial light of Hashem that uh, emerges after the Tzimtzum could also be classified as Mitzrayim. The truth is that the first Tzimtzum Hashem made to hide His light was a total removal of light, or as Hasidus says, that the white light wasn't really removed, it was just hidden. That initial concealment of God's light, where there's a total concealment, that's analogous to, uh, to, to uh, Mitzrayim. And in the... Um, um, in the um, uh, light that, that comes out of the um, after the Simpson, there's a small ray of light that comes after the Simpson. That light is called the measuring rod. It's called the measuring rod because it's the it's meant to that light is meant to give each creature its specific kind of life force. The higher worlds, a higher kind of life force. The lower worlds, a lower kind of life force. And so the um, the, the, this this ray of godliness is has it's included in the world the word Mitzrayim in the word limitation in the word world because it also has a higher and lower it has space it also is unlike the before the Tzimtzum where all you have is the luminary and the light is absorbed within the luminary there's no sense of self at all there's no concealment of godliness all there is is the luminary so unlike that after the Tzimtzum there's this new existence called the light of Hashem so that is analogous to the idea of concealment. There's something other than godliness, or it seems like something other than godliness. So the real, so that's not, so, so even that level of godliness, which is higher than Asilus, is also included in definition of Mitzrayim. The real meaning of leaving Mitzrayim is the revelation of the essence of Hashem. The revelation of the light of Hashem, which is beyond the Simpson, higher than Simpson. And Mashiach comes, that's called the ultimate departure from Mitzrayim. Why? Because Mashiach will come to be the revelation of the essence of Hashem. Okay. So, when we say the Mashiach will come, the limitation of, we will go beyond all limitations, it refers to many things. Number one, Mashiach will come, there is going to be a different kind of world. The Torah says, Hashem says, I'll make a new heaven, a new earth. New world, there'll be a new Torah. Doesn't mean literally there'll be a new Torah, but it mean, means new revelation of Torah. It also doesn't mean literally there'll be a new world. It'll be the same world, but there'll be a new revelation of Godliness in the world. And so the whole the concealment element in the world it was not, it's not going to be there. It's just going to have, and so there'll be revelation of Godliness in the world and the Torah, new revelation of Torah, and there'll be a new different kind of revelation that ever was present in the world. All the revelations that have come to the world until this point, until Mashiach comes, are coming from the external part of Atik. Atik, in Hashem's crown itself, there are two parts. There's Hashem's desire for creation, which is called Arich, and there is the innermost part of Hashem's crown, which is called Atik. In ourselves, our Arich is our desire, and our Atik is our pleasure. And so... So the word Atik has three translations. Atik means old. Atik means a copy. Atik means distant, separate. Atik is called Atik because it's, so to speak, a copy of what was there before the Tzimtzum. Atik is after the Tzimtzum, but it's, 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 it's for intents and purposes of where we are in this class, it's, 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 it represents that which is beyond the Tzimtzum because it's a copy of what was before. And that's why it's called distant, 
It's called distant because it's it's beyond all of creation. It's not about the the being a world. It's about the truth of Hashem. And that's why it's called old because it's it's it pre it's it's the first revelation after the Simpson. So it's a copy of what was before the Simpson, so to speak. So all other revelations of Galilee that have been in the world came from the external part of Atik. Mashiach will come. There's going to be a revelation of the innermost part of Hashem's crown. And because it's the revelation of the innermost part of Hashem's crown, therefore, we need to, something new is going to happen, so we also need to do something new in ourselves. To, do, to bring this new revelation of new Torah, new mitzvahs, uh, sorry, new revelation of the world, etc., where Hashem is revealed and there's no, a new, new revelation of Godliness, a new kind of revelation requires a new kind of service of Hashem. What's a new kind of service needed to do to bring this new, new kind, of, kind of revelation? So Rebbe says like this, time the Migdash, there was a revelation of Galinus, they saw ten miracles every day in the Bessim Migdash, they saw them in a visible way. Many of these miracles were visible to people who were totally not into it, to Ami Ha'aretz, everyone. And the service of Hashem, of, of Hashem in the study of Torah, doing mitzvahs, was logical. It made sense. And although Hashem commanded the Jews then to serve Hashem with all your heart and all your soul and all your might, so Hashem told them too, you go out of, it seems, go out of Egypt. But since you saw godliness clearly, even your devotion to Hashem was with the limitation of logic. It made sense. Even though Hashem said, serve me beyond logic, but it made sense to go beyond logic. You see the Eidusha in a vivid way, it made sense to serve Hashem. And so too, after the Beis Minish was destroyed, before it got so dark in the exile, it also um, it made, it made sense to serve Hashem. And then there, there were um, uh, other events that caused the world to get darker. And in the time which was called the heels of Mashiach, the time that we're in now, every day the darkness gets greater. And there are many challenges. And especially, by the way, the Rebbe says the reason we need to know that, that there is more darkness every day is because we're empowered to do something about it. And, that, and Hashem was telling us that, 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 you, um, that, that there's something that's happening in the world that, that is relevant to you, that you are able to make a difference in. So there's greater darkness every single day. And there's, and there's many challenges. And especially there's a challenge of don't be embarrassed from those who scorn you. And that challenge is especially hard when the ones who scorn you are people which are empty and people which are low. It's very hard to handle that. Why do you think it's hard to handle scorn from people which are, which are low? People are more, people, and I'm, just, I'm trying to unpack that. If someone's low, wouldn't their, wouldn't their scorn be less significant to you? It's more frustrating because you can't deal with them. They isolate you. Nice. They, they take the rug away from you. They were all standing on it, you know. Wow. You can't, you can't respond to them. They're not going to get anything. Yeah, exactly. That's frustrating. It's, especially if you're loved ones. That's, you know, you have people in your families or your greater family. Right. You know, brothers, sisters, this, that. That's a miracle of you're saying. It takes a rug out from under you because there's no way to respond. You could, have, you, could be, you, you could be King Solomon with your wisdom and they're not interested. I'm thinking about, uh, it's not really relevant to the subject, but I'm just thinking about, about Rabbi, uh, looking at the uh, Rabbi Konikov in Orlando when those neo-Nazis were outside his Chabad house. 
And how many how many of you could fit in fit in a, in, in a barbecue? A whole song like like okay. But anyways, but that's not that, that that's not really so much the subject. I think it was more like people which are making fun of your people, which are which are which are not necessarily neo Nazis. It could be very nice people yeah, and they're and they're part and, and very very wonderful people who are Jews like you and yet they the have captains of industry <laughs> captains of industry and they and they look at you and they make fun of what you're doing and it's hard to handle it's frustrating yeah. so those who over, overcome these challenges the fact that Jews do overcome these challenges where does it come from it comes from the mysterious nefesh a devotion to Hashem which is beyond all limitations beyond all boundaries and that's why it says that Moshe Rabbeinu was so humble. Moshe Rabbeinu was so humble because he saw the end of the exile. That at the very end of the exile, you know, it's in the generation itself that greets Mashiach, there are the people who scorn you from Termitsis. But at the very end of the exile, um, the devotion to Hashem is higher than, uh, than anything that, that was until that point. It's the highest kind of devotion to Hashem. And that's a Moshman who's so humble, he looks at us, he says, wow, look at these people, they're amazing. And it's called, in, everybody uses the phrase, Ein Areich. At the end of the exile, it's incomparably more devotion to Hashem that's needed. And it could even be called a new service of Hashem that never existed before. Because everything that was done before had some relationship to logic and reason. Some relationship to the more external parts of your soul. To serve Hashem at the end of the exile is through a devotion to Hashem in the innermost part of the Neshama. I remember thinking about this point uh, on the day of the Rebbe's funeral, thinking like, this is a different kind of a service to Hashem. This is like, this is totally, serving Hashem and being a chassid is like, it take, it take, you need to really go beyond the limitations of, 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 of uh, your seichel, at least for me at that time. Now it makes a little more sense seeing all the... Uh... Okay, anyway, so, 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 so that's why um, seeing the success and the expansion of all the Rebbe's activities, it's, it's, you do see Galenus in a vivid way now. Um, and also consumer darkness, whatever. The point is that because there is such a darkness into the exile, therefore acquires a new, dif- a new kind of service to Hashem, requires a new different kind of devotion to Hashem, and that's why this service of Hashem is key to bring Mashiach. Because Mashiach is about a new kind of revelation. So by serving Hashem at the, in, in the time of the exile, and especially by serving Hashem at the end of the exile, and serving it, which comes from serving Hashem from the innermost part of your soul, through this you bring down the innermost part of Galinus, until you bring down the innermost part of Hashem's crown, the innermost part of Atik. And through this will be a, a novel revelation of Torah that will come from the giver of the Torah in a new way. Another thing, Another point is like this: because our service of Hashem is with a different kind of devotion, so our our the purpose of why we study Torah is also higher. We're able to study Torah for a higher purpose than previously possible because of of the um, of, of the uh, of the innermost part of our neshama which is necessary to just carry on day to day. So when we approach Torah, the Rebbe says our Torah study is different, and therefore our Torah study brings a uh, Our Torah study nowadays brings the new Torah that will be revealed in Mashiach come. Why? Because we're studying Torah in a different kind of way. Since we're studying Torah in a new kind of way, therefore this elicits a new, the new Torah, the new revelation of Torah that will, come, that will happen in Mashiach come. 
And because Hashem looks in the Torah, the Torah is the blueprint for creation, that will cause a new kind of heaven, new kind of earth. May it be Hashem's will that all this should happen speedily, mamish, through our efforts, through our Aveda, we should go speedily, literally, to greet Mashiach, and then we'll actually see the fulfillment of the verse, just like the days you left Mitzrayim, I will show you wonders, and we are immediately redeemed. L'chaim, l'chaim. Mary the Gavart. Yeah. Question is, how did you time that exactly?